Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to Booker Mode for episode 17. I'm joined by Mitch Gay. Hey man, thanks for having me. No worries, anytime. So, first first runner on the podcast, so it'll be cool to get into a few things here. Also just told me you're a civil and structural engineer, which I was very surprised by. But <laughs> a runner and a civil and structural engineer, how cool. So, don't know how much you follow on the show, but we started a new segment, which is the vulnerability segment. Sort of just get to know each other a little bit. So I've shuffled the cards up. So just pick any four cards and choose which one you want to answer. And I'll pick one from the remaining three. Hopefully they're not too hard hitting, but answer it however you want. Yeah, okay, i got one. Okay. So take that and I'll take from... Oh, no, you you keep that. I'll pick from one from the remaining three. Okay. I'll go first, and yep. then we'll get into yours. I'll keep it nice and short. So I'm feeling proud of, I'll probably say I'm feeling proud of some of the recent things which have happened for my footy, starting to get a bit of a wiggle on and got a few waffle openings up, which is really, you know, I feel like when you start to achieve things, it's really hard to, when you have such a determined mindset to, stop and reflect and actually appreciate what you're doing. And, and I think, yeah, I'm just feeling a, a bit proud of all my efforts I've put in over the years. So, yeah. Nice one. Good stuff. The one I've got is the last time I got unreasonably upset, which is funny, but it instantly sort of takes me back to my when my grandma passed a couple of years back in 2021. She had cancer and she wasn't very well. And she was in hospital and I spent like a lot of time with her, but I had a trip to Japan that I'd booked and she was always like, oh, you got to go, you got to go, knowing that I probably wasn't going to, she wasn't going to be there when I got back and, you know, I tossed it up for a lot of time and I decided to go on the trip because she wanted me to and then I've come back and like obviously while I was there she she passed and it was like I remember getting the news from my mum and she was super upset and I was just like, 
I broke down. I was like, I've questioned everything about myself. Like, why am I here? Why am I, why am I not at home? And it's something I kind of regret to this day. I missed her funeral as well. So it was pretty tough dealing with. I, I know it's what she would have wanted for me to, you know, be on the trip having fun. But yeah, it's definitely like for me, that's definitely the last time I was really upset at myself. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Obviously, really, really challenging yeah. decision. But I guess, yeah, it's it's good that you know she wanted you to do that, so I can be comfortable knowing that you know she wanted you to go on that trip. Mm. So we'll get into we'll start with your running stuff. So obviously, for people who don't know, Mitch is a very long distance runner. He's done one hundred and eighty kilometers straight. That's that's fucking unbelievable. But for most people, I guess want to get a bit of insight into, you know, how you got into running and, and all that sort of stuff. So what made you sort of take that jump from being a bit of a casual runner to getting a bit more serious? I guess it kind of, it all started, my parents bought me a Garmin and I was like, I'd never had a, like a cool watch like that before. And I was like, oh, this is sick. I should probably do something with this. So I started doing like 5k runs and stuff and like tracking my like paces. I was like, oh, this is pretty fun. And then like COVID rolled around like early 2020 and it was sort of that time period where like all you could do was do that like 5k radius from your house sort of thing. Like yeah. that was the only exercise you could do. And I was like, oh sweet, this is perfect. So I like started doing more of that, you know, jumped on Strava. A few mates jumped on Strava. I was like, oh, this is sick. Like everyone's like running, like this is, mate, this is where it's at. And then that sort of those restrictions dropped and everyone sort of stopped running. I was like, oh, I kind of like this. Like I want to keep going with it. So yeah, I just sort of kept running. Like it wasn't serious or anything. Like I was telling you, it was all pretty sporadic like 5k's I think I did like a couple of 10k's and stuff and yeah that's sort of how it started sort of stemmed from the COVID period and then yeah it sort of grew from there. I guess I feel like you know I've definitely been guilty doing this the Strava and the the watches that definitely gets you motivated for running Mm. I don't know what it is but a bit of healthy competition never goes astray. Yeah definitely not I love it but but I have uh, stepmom and all her friends there all like, a few of them are long distance runners as well but geez it gets really really competitive but so obviously running I guess for my experience with running is I remember all the times that I've had a lot of a big focus of running in my life but it always felt like I was in a better mental state and I guess without knowing too much about you and I guess how's how is running change your mindset what's your experience with like the mental benefits from running yeah I think like as I got more into it I sort of realized I was getting more benefits from like the mental side of things rather than the physical like yes it was keeping me healthy but the way it was making me feel and the way I could clear my thoughts and I was noticing such strong development in who I was becoming as a person through it like I think running takes you on a bit of a journey once you sort of get past the initial stages that suck when you're unfit and and you're not good and you don't enjoy it which it is at the start, like I'll admit, it's, it's always rough and not many people enjoy it. But once I sort of got into those longer distances, I was able to get into this mindset of, I was almost like a form of meditation. Like I just became, I could go into this like Zen zone. I was like, almost like you disassociate, you know, I'd like just sort of, I'd hit the roads. I wouldn't have a plan. I'd just start running and see where it takes me. And then it was almost like this mini journey and where I could be in my own thoughts and I could like, you know, think about some issues I might be having at work or in relationships and family and stuff, and I'd be able to come to, like, pretty good conclusions. So it was, like, the perfect avenue for me to, like, clear my mind. So it's been a it's been a big impact for me in mental development for sure. Like it's, yeah. 
I feel like it's the hardest thing with my running experience. I feel like I never got fit enough to sort of disassociate, like you said. Mm. And every time I'm running, it's like it's if you don't get fit enough, I guess you you can't really get that mindful experience. And mm. I, I guess it'd be interesting to know, like, because some of your runs are like hours long. So like, how how are you? I don't know if it's me, but I I just find that so so boring. It, yeah. As well as it being physically painful, I guess. How do you actually enjoy such a long run? Yeah, well, like it definitely wasn't enjoyable at the start. Like I remember my first fifteen k run, I ran from like Mullaloo to Burns Beach and back, and at the end of it, I like wanted to die. I was like, "This sucks. Why am I even? This isn't fun." But I sort of realized, probably out of stubbornness, that if I kept kept trying and kept trying, maybe this will get better not knowing much about it or anything. I wasn't seeking deeper meaning at that point. It was just, I want to just keep pushing myself. And then you sort of get to this stage in your fitness where you sort of you transcend the physical aspect and it becomes, like I said, you hit this Zen state. And it sounds weird because when I try and explain it to people, they're like, what do you mean running sucks? <laughs> and like, yes, I agree to a point, but you get to this level where you can, you find a, a pace that's comfortable for you or you choose a route that you really like. And you can hit that zone, and you just got to be able to. It's just it's it's hard to get there. Like I'll admit, it takes a while, and you just got to start slow, real slow, and then you find you get comfortable. And once you're comfortable, then you sort of get into this sort of rhythm. So yeah, you just got to not rush. Yeah, I I always feel like the problem with me in long distance running is my ego and wanting to <laughs> hit certain paces, and yeah. that always hindered me because I'd go out, I'd start like in my head, oh, I want to do like an hour and then and then I go out at four minute k pace and then I'm and then I'm like oh I'll just do five k's and then it just becomes it's just like defeats the whole purpose and it's just so shit and then I never get in that really you know that that mindset that we're sort of talking about to be able to build up to the longer run so I guess how have you dealt with that side of things in terms of being able to run slow or maybe I don't know I feel like all the people I speak to ha- have had a similar experience with running, not being able to pace themselves. Mm. No, it was, that was a big thing for me starting out. Like I'd always want to like every run I needed to get a PB. It was like I need to go for this every time and I've realised pretty quick like that's not fun and it's not sustainable and no one really cares that much about your Strava. Like, you know, put this, push the ego down and like go out there and enjoy it. And once I sort of realised that, it made it a lot easier. I did find like another thing that really helped me because I, I mean, still to this day, I struggle to go out and go slow. Because like comfortable for me, is probably faster than I should be doing. Like it should be comf- like comfy, comfy. So one thing I've realised, sort of from the start of last year, was like finding like run clubs and like making running a more social thing, rather than going out alone. Because when you're alone, you know, it's just you. But when you're with people, you're probably chatting. You're probably you know, it's more conversational. It's more social, and it helps you slowing down. Like obviously, you can't. You can't have a conversation with someone if you're, you know, running three fifties. But you know, if you, you know, you join a group of people, you're having a laugh. It really helps slowing down. So that's definitely one thing I've helped found that's helped is the the social running. Yeah, yeah, I think that's good. I've done not many, but a couple runs with like groups from maybe Christmas time, and I always feel like it sort of takes the ego out of it, and then you can just enjoy a slower run. But yeah. so I, I'm trying to get into a bit a longer distance running to build a bit of a base, maybe just like an hour long. But I just, I find it still like, I think you're right. The hardest thing is like taking the ego out of it, but I guess that's going to be a challenge for me to deal with. So obviously 
you're a civil and structural engineer. You did a f- five, six years of studying, which is a, f- a really big time commitment. And you said you started to get into running in the 2020 period, but now you're obviously doing that job and running takes hours and hours, especially the long runs you do. How do you fit that all in? Yeah, it's tough. I work pretty long hours at the moment, like up at five o'clock. I'm working like sort of 10, 11 hour days, sometimes 12 hour days. So I don't get my runs in the morning, weekdays anyway. So I'll usually, I'll go to work, I'll get, get home maybe like 5, 5.30 and then I'll go for a run then which kind of sucks in winter because it's dark at this time. But, yeah, I can't really do it in the mornings unless I want to get up at 3 o'clock, which I don't really want to do. So, yeah, it's usually always afternoons. And then weekends I can do mornings. But, yeah, it's tough. But, yeah. I, how, do you, how do you do it, though? Like, I'm sure you'd be tired after a oh, day yeah, of work. How, yeah. What sort of – how do you sort of get out of that? Is it your determined mindset that really helps you? I think so. It's like I'm – the job I do as well, I'm sort of on my feet all day in the sun so it's pretty like physically draining mentally draining as well so I do get home some days and I'm just like I'm fucked and I'm like oh god I couldn't think of anything worse and like I'll sit there I'll stare at my shoes for like half an hour or something and I'll just go on my phone and just like procrastinate but then eventually I know like I know myself well enough now that you know I'm never going to regret going for the run but I'm I'm going to regret missing the run and it's something that I look forward to every day like even if I'm having a bad day or if I'm having a good day I know that I can get home and go for a run and that like it puts me in such a good mood. So I make sure I, I pretty much always after work will go for a run. So you sort of frame it like I get to run rather than I have to run. Yeah, sort of exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like no one's forcing me to do what I do. Like the only person keeping me accountable was me. So it's, you know, yeah, it's I do it for the love of it. Not no one's forcing me. That must be hard at times because with sports like footy that you see, like obviously people train for an end goal, like you see a, you get to play a game and perform on a weekend, but what sort of motivates you? Like is it races or, you know, trying to get high distance in a week? Yeah, it's I've got like sort of different levels of goals. The last few years I've sort of at the start of every year I'll like write down like my goals for the year. I'll like I'll list out distances like five K, ten K, half marathon, marathon ultras and stuff and I'll sort of I'll pick a time I want to hit and then I'll pick like races I want to do I'll sort of look through the calendar and like find what I want to do and I find that's a good way to sort of keep me accountable throughout the year is having sort of staggered goals throughout the year because if you don't with running it's like you can just sort of get lost in doing nothing like you could just have a week where you there's no purpose like you, you're not training for anything which is good at times like you need breaks between like training blocks but I find setting goals is really good for that do you have any like running coach or anything that gives you anything or do you sort of have to work out yourself no I've, I've not had a coach yet it's definitely something i want to look into because i like sort of want to get more out of myself but yeah no it's all been sort of self-taught so far anyway yeah so i'm sort of interested like with all this mental stuff because i feel like you've like just from a brief encounter like you seem really like determined like a lot of people make excuses up for like not being able to hit the gym like I talk to people who do work like probably like probably similar amount of like how tiring it is to you but then they come up with all sorts of excuses to not be able to do a 20 30 minute gym session and then you're doing hours of running. So I guess I don't really know how to ask this but what sort of things can do you think people can start to do to be like you? <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one. <clears throat> and a few people ask me this they're like 
why like how do you how do you you know muscle up the effort to do that like people i work with they're like how what do you mean you you've just you did 25k's last night you did 30k's last night and i think i've got i've gotten to this point with my running now where i see it it's just it goes beyond the physical need and the health need and like what it gives me in terms of success and and races and that and it's more it's become sort of it sounds weird but it's become who i am and it's a part of me that i need to do every day it's become this like ritual almost so i think for anyone no matter what you do you just got to find your purpose for it like for me it's it brings me like so many benefits mentally it makes me a better person throughout my life so i'm like okay this is what i need to do every day to better myself a little bit so that's yeah so it just goes beyond the physical yeah and you find a deeper deeper meaning with it. it can be running it can be the gym it can be you know spending time with your family it can be anything really but if you just got to find that meaning you know yeah so it's form part of your identity and your purpose and I guess your values because you've, you're doing it and you're sticking to it. So do you think do you think then consistency is like like early on, or I guess now it's part of your identity and, and stuff like that and that really helps you, that drives you. But do you think early on like to improve, do you think consistency is a, an important thing? Because I feel like for me and a lot of people, perfectionism comes into into running. And like wanting, like we talk about four PBs and trying to be our best all the time. But with running, a lot of it's just consistent load, volume, and, and getting that. So I guess how does that work with your experience? Yeah, I feel like for me, I, and I say this to everyone, like for me, consistency is everything. Like consistency is key, especially with running. Like you got to be. It's not. It's not easy if you want to, you know, running marathons. It's not that. It's not that simple, and consistency is everything like you gotta and there's a there's a quote i think it was phil gore he's like an ultra runner yeah. from perth that he he says when he's doing backyards and he says master the art of showing up so it's not about how fast you go it's about making sure you hit your consistent goals and you're rocking up and you're just you're trying and you're putting in the effort and the results will speak for themselves so yeah consistency is massive for me and it's something i preach to everyone yeah I feel like when you show up consistently, like like you said, it starts to become part of your identity and then your purpose. And nothing drives you more than your purpose and your sense of self. And I guess now running such a huge part of your identity. So it's just like through your consistency, it's formed who you are. And now you just want to do it because, you know, it's part of you. Talking about this, we're talking about the like it transcends the physical a bit and it's gotten into the mental. Now, I haven't done like long distance running for a while, but I always remember this running runners high. Is is that a, is that how addicting is that feeling? Yeah, it's definitely a thing. Unfortunately for me, and for most people, you realise is like that runners high. You 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 only get it when you're like exceeding your sort of max effort. Like you do something and you accomplish it, and you go, "Holy shit, I feel good." Like for me, it was initially like you run a fast five k, and you're like, "Fuck, that was good," <laughs> and then it becomes, "Oh, I want to just get that feeling again." So you got to keep pushing and pushing. Now I've sort of dug myself a bit of a hole where now I'm, you know, running marathons regularly and ultra marathons just to try and feel a little bit of something again. Like, yeah. it's an addictive feeling, you know. Like, and I love it, so I'll keep, I'll keep chasing it. So is that what? So obviously we had Maddock on before. He did the charity run, and obviously he was just following in your footsteps because he's the, you're the, run, you're the, you're the main guy. <laughs> and so he did 105, and you notched up 170. So is that the longest run you've sort of done? Yeah, yeah, the longest event, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so 
I guess now after doing that, does that motivate you to want to want to want to top that? Yeah, hundred percent. As soon as I as soon as I finished it, I was already thinking about next year. I was like, "Fuck! I wish I kept going." Like, and I probably could have. So yeah, it's yeah. I, there's definitely bigger things gonna gonna come. How sure. many hours was that? It was like twenty uh, five hours. Yeah. So yeah. a lap of herdsman on the hour. Yeah, so I, do you, are you familiar with the format? Or? Yeah, like every hour you've got to do one lap. And you yeah, can, yeah. so it starts go. like on a Friday Arvo at 4pm. You start the start line, you've got to complete a 6.71k loop on the hour every hour until you can't anymore. So it's sort of like a last man standing event with no ending. It only ends when it gets to the last two and that, that second person drops out. Yeah. So it's a pretty it's a cool event in that in that regard because you're only limited by yourself. Or second place if you end up going that far, but it's it's an addicting event as well because not only are you just limited by yourself, but as soon as you finish, you'd be like, oh fuck, maybe I could have kept going, or I just want to try that again, and maybe if I do this a little bit better, then I can better myself. So I think it's it's a good event for everyone. Yeah, with these, when you run, do you have like sort of niggles or injuries? Like I feel like most people are going to have something and I feel like that's what holds a lot of us back, like that that pain. And we talk about transcending the physical, but I think that's the hardest thing. So mm. do you, have you had any injuries or niggles like that? I've been pretty fortunate that I've not actually had any injuries at all running. I had like shin splints when I started. That's just because I was overloading. But I've sort of realised over the years, and I definitely don't recommend this to anyone, but I've found that any soreness or like niggles I've had if I keep running, it goes away. <laughs> and it's like, that's terrible advice to give anyone. But I've found that that somehow works for me. Like, there was like one, there was one day where I pretty much, I got out of bed and I like, couldn't stand because my foot was fucked. And I'd, I'd been running like sort of 100, 120k weeks. So it was like, it was pretty, pretty heavy load at the time. And I just couldn't walk on my foot. And I was like, I really wanted to run. And I was like, oh, I probably shouldn't. But I was like, oh, fuck it, I'll just do it anyway. So I went out. And I ran a K and I like I started bawling my eyes out. I was in so much pain. And then I did another K and I was like, got slightly better. I was like, oh, that's weird. And then I just kept running through it and went away and it never came back. It was bizarre. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I don't recommend it at <laughs> all. That's terrible advice. But yeah, it's worked for me. So. Yeah, that's, that's, that's amazing. So I guess, like, how do you sort of, do you feel like you have a healthy balance though? Or do you feel like you're on a bit on the addictive side with running? I'm definitely addicted. Like, I won't lie. It's definitely... Oh, it's probably a, it's a healthy addiction, but like I'm not super strict with it. Like I still, you know, like going out with my mates, having a few beers on the weekends. Like I do, I I live by the balance. You know, like I think if I was to take running too seriously, I might f- like lose the love for it. Yeah. So I, yeah, I do really enjoy the balance, and it sort of keeps me motivated in a way. Obviously, I'm getting the sense that you're very motivated. It's pretty obvious by now. But have you had any times where you- you've reflected on your running experience and have just sort of lost motivation. You're like, fuck, I can't be bothered doing this anymore. Yeah, there's been a few times, like, I've had, like, a couple races that didn't go to plan and you end it thinking, like, I've yeah, I've, there's multiple times where I've questioned it all. I'm trying to think, like, the first time that, that happened. Um, I think it was, like, the first marathon I did, actually. It was just, I did just on my own, but I had a mate join me on a bike and I sort of set out, didn't really have a plan just sort of ran and I've been running for a few months at the time and then I finished it and I was like 
this sucks. <laughs> I didn't actually enjoy that. And I think I took like a week off and then I realised, I was like, oh, I miss it already. I go through sort of lapses of losing motivation when things maybe don't go quite to plan or I, I don't quite enjoy it as much. But then I, as soon as I have, like these days, if I have one day off, I'm already like super keen to get back. So I think it comes in waves, but you just got to stick true to yourself and yeah, it comes back. Yeah. So since you started your running, do you think it's sort of... I mean, obviously, I'm going to know the answer to an extent, but it'd be cool to explore how it's affected your like your self image and sort of your your confidence about yourself. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Like, I feel these days, it's almost it's become pretty much who I am. Like, everyone knows me as oh, that running guy, that guy that's you know ran seven marathons in seven days and ran a marathon in Crocs and you know, <laughs> shit like that. But it's become a part of who I am, and it's like I kind of I like it. Like, I embrace that part of me now, and I'm like I'm I'm like proud of what I'm doing not just for myself but like for the community as well and the fundraisers and stuff and like inspiring other people to start running and even just becoming like healthier in their lives like gym and even just like walking more like it's like there's certain times where I've, I reflect and I go oh that's pretty cool like if a mate goes for a run and sends me like look at this 15k I did I was like mate that's unreal so it's definitely yeah I feel a lot of satisfaction in what I can bring to others through what I'm doing, yeah. No, I love that, yeah. So so you've done, well, firstly to touch on, like, the purpose thing, I guess that's really um, rewarding then to, it, it sort of become a similar thing to, like, the podcast, or that's the only way I can relate here, is, like, initially you sort of start it for yourself, I guess, and then when you get the benefits for other people and it becomes really rewarding, that sort of reinforces your purpose. Yeah, well. for sure, 100%. So I forgot what I was going to say, but what have been some of the, like, actually this is one, what I'm really interested in, is obviously you're expending a huge amount of calories with running. Yep. So it'd be interesting to know like with fueling and stuff like that and diet and and how, and things to help you recover. With. Yeah, I f- I think that was definitely something I neglected early on was like how important the nutrition and hydration side of things were. Like I was sort of underestimating my output. Like I was burning a lot of calories, you know, like you spend all day at work on your feet. You probably, you know, I was doing like 15,000 steps a day, which is probably burns a fair few calories in itself. And then I'd go home and run 20 Ks. And, you know, that's probably, I don't know how that works out to be, probably nearly 2,000 or something. So you find like I'm just always hungry, but I just – now I know that I just need to eat a lot. It's mostly like pre-run is like pretty carb heavy. I'm having yeah, three to four meals a day and then post-run is like a fair bit of protein, carbs as well. It's not super healthy. Like I, sometimes I'm just getting calories in for the yeah. sake of calories in. Like I'll have a big day where I've burnt like 5,000. I'm like, oh shit, I'll go and get dessert somewhere and get a burger or something just to like... Good problem to have. Just to keep the numbers up. Yeah, it's, I, I do struggle sometimes with eating enough, which is, yeah, it's not a bad problem to have, but also... A, a, blessing and a curse i eat what i want and that sort of might give me the freedom to eat shit but i try and not do that as often do you sort of do lots of stretching and and foam rolling or anything like that yeah this is another one i probably wouldn't recommend to anyone but i don't do any recovery (laughs) at all i don't do any stretching (laughs) at all i find that the only times i've sort of stretched is if i've got a race i'll stretch the morning of or if I'm really sore, like I've had a massive week or 
the marath- like the seven marathons one, I was stretching every day because it was like, if I don't do this, I'm going to regret it. But yeah, in my regular training, I don't really do anything, which is, yeah, not good, but. <laughs> yeah, I had I had a mate down at the footy club who'd never stretched before a game, and then as he got older, he realised he needed to. But I guess it'll be interesting to see what your answer is. If I yeah, no, my time will come. My time will come. But for, yeah, for now, I, yeah, look, it's something I need to work on for sure. Obviously, you would have seen like all the you'd be way more aware of like the the pro runners and stuff like that. But Ned Ned Brockman. And his run, I think it was what three thousand kilometers. Yeah, something like yeah, three thousand. I think yeah. Does does something like? Do you, are you inspired? Obviously, you talked about you know the, how rewarding it is to run for charities and stuff. Is that s- the sort of level that you'd be hoping to get to? Yeah, I feel like I've sort of discovered in the last year or so. Like I think that's sort of my niche is doing these sort of endurance events and like the fundraising side of it as well and like what Ned did was unreal and I was like the whole time I was following him every day and I was like fuck I wish that was me like that's so cool and he was sort of like a real trailblazer in that area for like young people he raised nearly like I think it was like two million dollars or something and that's definitely that sort of scale I want to work towards for sure like it's that's something I see myself doing yeah now that's sick that'll be cool to watch watch that space for you so Obviously, we talked about your work being a civil instructor engineer. Do you think running has had any benefit to your work in any way with the men- – like, I don't know, in any way of being more confident or creative or – Yeah, what I've found – I was actually thinking about this today. I've found that sort of with the running that I do, especially like the ultra stuff where you really take your mind and your body to these like the limits – you realise like it puts a lot of things in your life into perspective, like things that you think are hard, like, oh, shit, I have to present in front of, you know, 10 people at this meeting today, I'm super nervous, oh, blah, blah, blah. But then like you, when you've taken yourself to your mental and physical limits, it puts like things like that into perspective. Like back in the day, that would sh- like scare the shit out of me, having to present to people like that. But now I sort of, I've got a bit more confidence about me where I know I've sort of put things into perspective. Maddock and I have this quote, like when we run, it sort of came up quite a bit during our like the marathon week in Hurdies. We say to each other, it's like we're devaluing the kilometre. So it's like what was once scary to us is not scary anymore. Like we, we're out there putting in the work and I sort of like, like translating that into my life. Like it's not devaluing, it's more like taking away how scary it is and those things in your life and everything gets into a better perspective. So I think, yeah, the running's definitely helped with that. Yeah, so I had... Harry Quayle come on, he went on Million Dollar Island and he was, I don't know, 20, 30 days on an island, no phone, no eating and stuff like that. So he pushed himself in a, in a different way to running but like still like a lot of mental and physical stress. And then he said when he came back, it changed his perspective on on so many things and what he once thought was hard was actually not hard at all. Yeah. So I guess that sort of echoes your message which is, which is good to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you sort of listen or watch to any sort of mo- motivational things like like David Goggins, or do you buy into that? I yeah, I yeah Goggins. I really liked Goggins back in the day. Like when I was first starting, I was like, "This guy's nuts! I love it." I read his book. I was a big fan of his work. And then I sort of I don't really follow him much anymore. I feel like it's he's just a bit. I don't know. He's just he's a, he's I don't know. He's, he's not fake, but he's just I, I don't really buy into what he's selling anymore. Yeah. But there's plenty of guys I do draw motivation from outside of that, outside of him, yeah. Do you think there is 
like obviously we talked about Ned Brock. Is it Brockman? Yeah, Brockman. Yeah, there's a bit of a niche for endurance running. I like. I don't feel like I see too much of it in the media. So I feel like, and there isn't much like around that besides what he did. But I guess that do you think there's like a, a space for that in the future? Yeah, I think it's like it's definitely growing. Like ultra running is. It's a pretty. It's not taboo. It's probably not the right word, but it's yeah. It's pretty behind closed doors. Like it's not in the Olympics. There's no sort of worldwide broadcasting on the most part, anyway. So it's like there's definitely space for it to grow, and it's also like not a sport many young people get into. Like you're young, you're fit, so you may as well do like fast stuff like road racing. So like the ultras don't really appeal to young people. They're like why would I spend twenty four hours running around a, a lake? You know, <laughs> who would want to do that? Yeah. But you know, guys like Ned, they're sort of they're putting ultra running into the spotlight, and it's like it's it's definitely creating a bit of a. I think there's something brewing there in terms of getting some recognition as a sport for sure. Yeah, I hope so because to me, it's like one of the coolest things, especially endurance events like Ironmans and all that. That's another one. Have you ever thought about doing Ironmans, or you just love the running too much? I've definitely thought about it, but I just I, I don't like swimming. Like. <laughs> I don't know. Like I love running. I love cycling. Not that I have a bike, but I do love it. But yeah, the swimming. I just, I'd have yeah. to force myself to do it, and then, I don't know. One day maybe. Yeah. If now I, you, if, if I get you, bored. If you're doing a hundred and eighty k run, you're gonna chew up a forty kilometer run with a bit of obviously the bike's pretty long too. But compared to what you do, you'll be right. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> do you do you love getting about? In nature as well, when you run, stuff like that, being outdoors? Yeah, I do. I love trail running. I, I struggle to find the time to get out to the trails just because it's like an hour's drive. But I do love getting out there when I can or if I'm on a holiday somewhere, like just going for a run. I feel like it's a good way to see around the place. Some of like the fa- my favourite runs I've ever done have been like trail runs with mates and it's like you'll see the sunset or the sunrise or and you just, you're just running through nature with no worry in the world feel like it's a very deeply ingrained thing in human beings like running i feel like it's just like an evolutionary survival thing 100%. yeah and you just you find when you're just running through the woods or whatever you just it takes you to a place where you like yeah it's it, it's hard to describe but it's a great feeling very different to city running i wish i could do it more yeah that's it is there anywhere you sort of want to travel around the world to run Oh, fuck, everywhere. Yeah, anywhere. Like, I, that's what I think. It's like, it's weird these days. I think about going on a holiday. The first thing I'm thinking about is, is it's going to be good to run there, <laughs> which is pretty stupid. But uh, yeah, I've, I'd love to start traveling and doing some of the, some trail races around the world and, and marathons as well. Yeah, no, that's sick. And I've got a bit of a cool question here from a pop. So, stop for pop. When training for a long-distance run, what factors do you consider in choosing the type of shoes and socks you train in? Get that one? Yes. Yep, that's a good question. Yeah, shoes is a, is a pretty hot topic with me because I love my running shoes. Anyone that knows me knows I've probably got way too many pairs. <laughs> I've probably got at least 20 or something at the moment. It's probably um, why you're not getting injured, though. Yeah, Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I've got sort of I've got a different pair for every sort of every sort of type of workout I do. Like if I'm doing like slow run versus fast run or short versus long or if it's trails or road, like if it's raining, like I've got different shoes for everything. So it sort of depends on what I'm doing. And it's probably like the number one tip I give to people when they're starting out is you don't need twenty pairs, but you need the right pair to start and like you need to get it fitted 
and you need to find what works with your biomechanics because it's so important and it's so so important for like preventing injuries and even like motivation like if you've got a sick pair of shoes that you want to put on um it makes so much so much difference I, like when i first started i had this old pair of asics that were fucking terrible they were like falling apart and it was like it was hard to be motivated and then I went to went to Nike in the city and I bought a new pair of like Nike turbos which they looked sick. They had this like little flare on the back, like they were totally. super <laughs> super bouncy. I was like, yeah, these are sick, and it like makes you want to lace up and get out there. So yeah, I've got a yeah different pair of shoes for everything, which yeah, it's an inexpensive habit. Yeah, <laughs> That's, you'll be right, your yeah. engineer. What do you think about the like the new sort of shoes that they're designing? Like I've had a few of them, like the Nike ones. It feels like. You've probably got moon boot on. Yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty crazy. The tech these days. I've always sort of, sort of been a bit of a fanboy for the Nike shoes. Like they've, it was the reason I, like I, put it to the shoes for the most part. Like the reason I fell in love with running initially was that pair of Nikes. Like they were, they changed everything for me. And I feel like the technology they're coming out with these days is pretty pretty crazy. You know, with the carbon fiber and you know super high stack of foam like when you first try those on like my first pair of like vapor flies and alpha flies to put them on i was like holy shit like, i'm the man <laughs> like these are quick and yeah it just gives you another reason to want to lace up and go quick like those shoes are designed to go fast and you feel you feel really good in them so like i'm all for the technology and i'm all i'm all for it They're yeah right no that's cool so i've got a couple of audience questions i mean we've mostly we've actually covered quite a few of these but furthest you've ever run I was 175 k's. Any what was the furthest before that? Was 120 something. I did at Hurdy's year before. Oh, okay, yeah. So 220 next year. Yeah, and we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Favorite place to run? Oh fuck, that's a tough one. It's gonna sound lame, but Herdsman Lake at the moment. It's and I should be <laughs> Jeez, sick. You've run enough laps. I know. There. I've probably done. Yeah, I've done a lot, and I live right there, so it's like on my doorstep. But yeah, I love it. It's got a Great, like, trail section and then a nice, like, pavement section. Yeah, it's been cool. a few times. Yeah, Inspiration behind the Crocs Marathon. So if you don't know, he ran... <laughs> was that at Herdsman as well? No, it was more, like, around Lake Munger area. Yeah. Yeah. So he ran, what, 40, 42 kilometres in your Crocs? Yeah, I don't know. It was... I'm sort of in between sort of training blocks at the moment where I don't have too much going on. So I was like, oh, I'm probably overdue for something stupid. So <laughs> I was trying to think of something to do. So I was walking around carrying up shops at the time and then I was like, I was wearing Crocs at the time. I was like, oh, fuck, why don't I just run a marathon in Crocs? <laughs> so then I was like, all right, I'll do that. And then, yeah, that was it. It was just a stupid thought. Yeah. Something something new, something to spice things up. Yeah. So in between training blocks, does that mean that you sort of design your own? Yeah, it's sort of, say, like my next sort of main goal is Perth Marathon, which is not really until October. So I've got sort of period between now and sort of 10 weeks prior to that when I start my training where I'm just sort of just keeping like a base level fitness so I'll just do runs that you know I enjoy not overload myself and, and yeah it's it, it can be a challenging time because you don't have that focus and you can easily lose the motivation but you just got to stay on top of it yeah, yeah. when are you coming to North Beach Football Club Oh god I, I, actually, I get this question all the time from some of the boys I used to play at North Beach and stopped after Colts um, and I see some of the boys now, and they're like, "Oh fuck, mate, you'd be, you'd be good on the wing." Or who you found down. down there? Obviously, Maddock. But Maddock, but yeah, Flint, Jack Flynn. Whenever I see him, he's like, "Yeah, Mitch, you got to come back, mate. You know, we miss you." Catter, if you were, yeah, Catter. You went to school with Cat. He's a good lad. But yeah, m- maybe I don't know. It's hard to go back to footy once you stop. 
I yeah, found. Um, yeah. I'm not going to stop because I feel like once you stop, it's for you. It's, yeah. it's tough. Well, he stopped for a year and he came back, so there's hope. There's hope. It's good. Is Baza Haza the best coach you've ever had on your home dunghill? I honestly don't know what that <laughs> sentence means. God, that's a very inside joke. Yes, he was. He was a, he was a coach at our school. Yeah, I hope, you, hope you're happy, Kata. <laughs> All right, so we've got the turntable segment. Let me play this a little doobie. Well, well, well. How the turntables... Ten. Okay, what do you got for me? That was good. Oh, is this is where I ask you? Yeah, question? this is. Yeah, I don't know if that was obvious enough. But <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was thinking about it today. So, obviously, you're sort of pretty recent to starting your podcast and stuff. So you've obviously heaps of room to grow. But if you could have like anyone at all on your show, who would you have on, and why? Yeah, great question. I'll give you two. Just because I'll give you a sports player and then like a, a non-sports. Obviously, I have to go with Gary Ablett Jr. Yes. Just because he's yep. my favourite ever player. <laughs> and it'd be yep. so cool to talk about. He's done everything, yep. experienced everything. It'd be cool to talk about his the mental side for him, being tagged, all that. Yeah. That they couldn't go past him also because I just love him. It'd be <laughs> sick to meet him. But then for someone who's like, I reckon it'd be cool to, you know, get someone from an intellectual point of view. I really like Hugh Van Kylenberg, who does the Resilience Project. Oh, yeah. And he does the Imperfects podcast. So I think he would be sick because he's got so much insight on, like, his main thing is gratitude, empathy, mindfulness, and, like, I'm big into that sort of stuff. And he also does a podcast, so it would be cool to, like, learn off him from the podcast sort of stuff and interacting with other people, but also, like... He's also in the same sort of field as me, so it'd be cool to like learn that. So yeah, yeah, sick. No, that'd be good because if you do get either of those two on, now that you've said it, you can look back on it. It'd be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think Hugh Van Kylenberg would be like achievable in like a long time, but I don't know about old Gaz Junior. <laughs> Never know. <laughs> <laughs> Never know. Just before we finish up, you talked about obviously I brought up gratitude, empathy, and mindfulness. Does, with the mindfulness side of thing, I don't know how much you've gone into that with running because I feel like when, when you do long distance running, I'm just swarmed by my thoughts. But does it reach a point where the thoughts quieten down and you just become really connected with nature? Like you said, transcend a bit? Yeah, there's sort of only really found this in the last year or so. But I've been able to, like on specific occasions, I can, I almost like, I go full zen and I can leave my body, which is a weird thing to say. <laughs> sounds but weird. There is, sounds there's weird. runs where I've been on where so it'll be like a 30K run and I don't remember like 15Ks of it because like, I'm just – I get into this like meditative state where I can empty my mind and those ones are like they turn out to be the most enjoyable because sometimes it's like they just come in out of nowhere and I'm not even trying to like get into that deep thought. But it's something I've – it's not. I don't go out every run trying to do that, but if I'm doing a long run, it can really help, and it definitely helps pass the time as well. If you can get in that state, it's a it's a weird one though. Is um, it any way to get into it? Because I feel like for me, if I was trying to get into it, I wouldn't because I'd be overthinking it. Yeah, no, it just sort of comes with emptying your mind, which takes takes a bit of effort, and I've sort of discovered it not through choice, just by sort of accident, where I've just I focus on my breathing. The only thing I'm thinking about is where I'm turning next or 
my heart and I can only focus on those small things rather than, you know, the day I've had or what's coming up. I just, you're in the moment and that's all you're in. And it's like living in the moment while running. I feel like for me anyway, it's like the ultimate state of life. I, I love it. Yeah. No, I love the whole concept of being as present as we can be. Do you also then not bring your phone on most of your runs or? When I first started running, I would never bring my phone and I sort of only last year sort of started listening to music when I used to just go bare bones like just me but Goggins now mode. <laughs> Goggins mode yeah <laughs> but now like I do, I do listen to music and I'll take my phone because not all the time but most times because if I'm running that far and you know, fucking something goes wrong it's more of a safety thing yeah it's not like I'm not checking my phone and stuff it's more yeah it's more of a just have it with me just in case there's been a few times where I've been stranded so what, what were those Oh yeah, there was oh, there was once where I had some gut issues and a, a bit of a code brown. Oh, and it's um, it was like fifteen k. Probably the gels. Yeah, you get onto big on the gels and stuff. Oh, yeah, I like the gel. The gels are great on the long runs, but yeah, I just wasn't watching what I was eating, and I went out and just yeah, wasn't a good ending. I had to get my mate to pick me up. But <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, got a few of those stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that's it. Yeah, so that's that's pretty much all I've... Oh, actually, last thing. Yeah. Because I want to get back into a bit of running eventually and not, I'll come back and listen to this. What sort of tips do you have with breathing? I think that's a huge one. Yeah, breathing's massive. You fi- I find that it's got to be, you got to have rhythm to it and it's why I initially didn't run with music in because when you're listening to music, you can't hear yourself breathe. So I found starting out, which is probably not good because music help is a motivator for people as well. So you just got to be aware of your breathing. Try and find a rhythm that's comfortable. Like you shouldn't feel like you're exerting more than you need to, but you shouldn't be under breathing. Under breathing is definitely a thing that I struggle with because you think you're comfortable and then all of a sudden your heart rate's spiking because I'm not breathing enough. So you just got to find a rhythm nice and steady and just try and keep it, even if it's like... I don't know, you come up with a little tune in your head and you breathe into it like that. If it's like two in, three out, one in, two out, whatever, just find a rhythm and, it, yeah, it helps. Yeah, no, that's good. Anyways, is there any, if there's anything else you want to talk about, quickly touch on? No, I think that's all. Yeah, that was great chat and it was good to get a bit of insight into David Goggins Jr. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, you'll forge your own name and I'm looking forward to seeing what you're going to do in the space and I'll keep in touch with that because I love what you're doing. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. No worries. Thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. So research, try and find, but you don't know where to go. So many thoughts flood through your mind. You're confused and want to know. Mystery, what is to be? So much more than meets the eye. Listen to me, time is your key. You'll find out by and by. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.